What's up, Scrubs? This is Get Wrecked Radio, your one-stop shop for all things Destiny competitive. This is your host, Krautnapped. With me, coming live for his search for the saltiest emote, it's Rev. How you doing, man? Good, man. I'm really good. Good. We got some really good stuff dropping this last week, mm-hmm. and we got actually some really cool stuff to talk about. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm absolutely I'm, I'm really amped for this uh, for this week's podcast. Yeah, I mean the the biggest news and what we've been playing uh, the most and what we've been looking forward to for a week was uh, the raid, the Leviathan raid for Destiny Two, first one, and uh, I gotta say they they kind of knocked it out of the park. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. I I agree completely, man. Like they they definitely swung for the fences and they they hit the mark. Uh, I think this honestly, this shadows and dwarfs every raid that they've done so far, as far as even scale, but just as quality goes. I think there's I think this this is the raid that's going that people are gonna say has beaten vault of glass which is arguably one of the best and most fun raids to run arguably also one of the more difficult ones just because of how rough mm-hmm. it was in the beginning but i think this is one that um that people are going to finally be able to say like you know they nailed it i think everybody has a complaint about crota because it's so so short and it's buggy as fuck i think people hate king's fall because it's a slog and is really long and again buggy as fuck and I think people dislike Breath of the Machine just because of it being again. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, they they've really just had buggy shit going on like all the time, and it just it wasn't. It had like the fun draw, like you know, you're killing everything and you're doing all that stuff, but the mechanics were kind of just cheesy and shitty. Honestly, it was just it felt just more like I'm just gonna shoot things, yeah, and yeah. you get the objective done versus there being an actual you know real mechanics to where I feel like Leviathan has all of that combined it has your mechanics needed you shoot a bunch of shit and you get some cool shit from it so yeah it's i definitely feel like it's way better yeah it's funny it's like um for the longest time i wanted more raids that did not have like boss dps phases like all the time like you're just going from boss to boss like throwing down your dps doing the mechanic throwing down your dps phase and this is like encounters leading up to a final boss. And I really like that. It like feels more like like what I would think a raid would be, you know? Yeah. And um yep. it's not easy by any means. Uh no. we had a lot <laughs> no. of trouble no. um getting uh getting through it. I haven't actually gotten past uh the pools yet. So um still looking forward to, to doing that. I think part of the reason was um the hounds had all we all wanted to do a, a blind raid, and uh, one yeah. of the main things I learning, I, I learning, I learned, is that I hate blind raiding. I don't find it fun at all, and I would much rather just beat my head knowing what the mechanics are. Yeah, I mean, I can I can definitely see the draw to that. Um, me being just a, a raider, just in general, I like the I like the idea of a blind raid. I, I hate how frustrating a blind raid can be. Um, but I, I do like the feel of it. But I definitely feel like it is, that like you say, like, you know, that, that nice balance of you do a bunch of stuff to lead up to a boss. You do like an encounter to lead up to a boss fight. Now, fortunately for me, I've had, I have another group, you know, my, my clan that I run with and, uh, or, you know, that I, that I rep the tag for and stuff. They are, um, I was able to go in with them and I've been able to get past pools and see the other stuff. And it's it's insane the stuff that they put in. You know, it feels it feels really good. It's challenging as hell, but you also are having a really good time doing it. I think the um the the new as you'd say Gorgon's maze with the hounds, um, like the they're the giant hellhounds and the beast handlers and stuff. Uh, those are that that part is probably the most frustrating. I think uh, just because a lot of shit can go wrong there. Um, and it's a stealth mission, so if you know somebody gets caught, like in Gorgon's Maze, you get you get jacked up. Yeah, I mean, having um, looked at having looked then, at that encounter, though, I feel like it's sort of the way Gorgons are, where as as long as you get used to where those hounds are going, it shouldn't be right, as hard. I think that's sort of the it's like a timing thing and just like an instinct thing. Yeah, and, but you also have to take into account that they have the uh, the beast handlers that are also in there at the top guys on yeah. top of the the beam, so that has to take out and all that stuff. 
but yeah, no, you don't, once you find the patterns down, um, you can you can figure it out. But there is a lot of stuff that can get thrown off and people can screw up because we went through a whole we were, I was with a whole group that knew what they were doing minus me. And I was sticking right in the middle of that group. So I knew I wasn't the last one to get, you know, in, a, mm-hmm. in an area to get caught. And we were still fucking up like pretty major. It took us, you know, a, a good three, four tries really to to get everything going. Um but uh, but yeah no it, that that encounter is really cool gauntlet the gauntlet is probably my favorite encounter in the raid um, yeah that, that it's encounter just, is everything crazy about it looking. is so awesome huh? yeah it's amazing it's amazing like you have you know one person on each platform you have your two runners and then you have to you know kill a bunch of ads kill a centurion jump on your platform and you have to listen for the guy uh, to your left or whatever like your runner the way we split up was two and two so I was on. Um, the sun and uh, this other uh, other guy was on the uh, beast platform, and you know whenever the runner was going to go through his uh, little divider, I had to look over to the beast one and shoot whatever one I needed to, the arrows or whatever for him to get through without getting hurt. And then that guy had to look at me or while mm-hmm. also jumping up, grabbing that scion because if you don't kill that scion, everybody wipes and like it's 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 constant mayhem. But there's also that they're all they build the mechanics into that mayhem, which is crazy. But it's and it's it's frustrating as hell. But it's so much fun when you're doing it. Like you just, I couldn't help but have a stupid grin on my face every time we were playing that uh, that that encounter. It was just it was so fun. And then when you finally get it done, and everybody has to run, like it's like oh last stand, everybody's got to run the gauntlet. And you're like you're fighting for like these four little orbs, and everyone's just like going absolutely ape shit. Like four people need to survive, or like three. I can't remember exactly what it was because I haven't I haven't done it nearly enough. But like it's it goes to a last stand in a gauntlet, and you're just like it's a race to the end, and oh, it's just it's so fun. And then we ended up getting in a death loop, which is kind of funny. Um, we ended up having to leave the raid and coming back in because we got caught in a death loop because we dropped the last bomb in at the end at oh god at the death mark. So like we got it and we got credit for it. And we got the chest and everything, but it locked us in an infinite death loop where we'd spawn and then die, spawn and then die. Well, it wouldn't be a so, bungee raid um, with at least one weird thing happening, that's for sure. Right, yeah, exactly, exactly. And then, you know, you, you go through and you do the, the, that little spire thing, that intro, um, like the intro to the raid, spire, and you go through the door and so that. You do that another, like, three times to get to the final boss room. And Callus is insane, man. That fight is crazy. And it... The mechanics are tough, but doable. And once you get those mechanics down, like what our group did, it comes down to execution. And if <laughs> it's punishing, if you screw up, and odds are, I mean, if you screw up at all, you're 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 causing the the raid team to mm-hmm. wipe. Whether you're inside in his spirit world or outside, fighting all the stuff out there and listening to the people in the spirit world, it's nuts. And if you're inside, um. Getting skulls, you don't get enough. Guess what? You're not gonna be doing them without damage. It's crazy. It's a lot of fun though. Again, like as for as frustrating as it was, I was also having a really good time because it it is fun. Like it, it is a blast. It is frustrating as fuck, but it is a blast. Yeah. So I really hope that you know once we get once we get that solid group again, I hope I really hope that we can get the hounds through and doing to, at least to get to that stage. And see all that stuff because it is an experience that I think everybody should be able to have. And with the new guided games, it's going to be going live here next week, I think it is, or the week after for the raid. Um, hopefully, more people are going to be able to experience that because it is a lot of fun. I still have yet to clear it. Um, the promise guys did end up beating him, so we have as a clan completed the completed the mm-hmm. raid. But I just haven't um, personally myself yeah. yet. But I have seen everything that's about it, so it is um, it is an experience, and it's a lot of. A lot of fun, and that's yeah, that's all I've been doing now too. Is just grinding that and grinding for light. I mean, it's been D two raid and everything yeah. else. So and that, you know, the hounds will definitely get through it. Uh, we we've had for some sure. historic uh, craziness when it comes to the raid, but once everyone gets familiar with stuff, then then things get a lot easier. I think with the uh, with this raid in particular, one thing I would love to talk about is just and this is coming from me as an artist that this is the best looking raid they've ever done. By a very far margin. The art direction that Bungie threw into this thing is insane. The scale is insane. Yeah. Like it's it's colorful, it's exciting. Each section kinda has its own theme going on. And it's like it really gets across this like city on top of a Leviathan ship kind of feel. Yeah. 
Yeah, and <laughs> and as, as big as the raid is when you're doing it, you don't even re- understand like the scale of what you're on top of while you're yeah. there, right? Like it, the 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 encounter, every encounter room is huge and massive, and everything else, and you understand like it, it's you're on but a little tiny palace on top of this giant leviathan ship and not only are you on top of everything up there there is a whole labyrinth underneath you that you can go through and get chests and everything from yeah. that's where all like the raid chests and everything it's gonna are. be a great thing for There's the community still... to to start exploring yeah. and dissecting the amount of especially yeah. at labyrinth i mean i don't think People have even scratched the surface of what's down there. I don't think so either. So far, there's been, I think, nine confirmed chests to where I think there are plenty more. But, like, it's crazy, dude. Like, it's absolutely insane. And the the amount of just the, the, the scale of everything is just is crazy. Yeah. And it, I agree 100%. This is the greatest looking raid they've done to date. It just, everything looks perfect. And it feels so unique while also feeling familiar when you're like oh well this encounter's kind of like this but they improved upon it and they did a way better job in this new raid just like the like pools oh this is like totems in king's fall but a way better executed way to yeah. do it yeah like it, it's amazing like i i love it I, i'm i'm a huge fan of this raid and i'm hoping i get many many more clears down the line and if this team does any more stuff with what's coming next, whether it be, you know, like the next big DLC for Destiny 2, because you know they're going to have the, the two smaller yeah, ones, yeah. or I guess the two ones yeah, the with Osiris um, and the Warmind DLC. Osiris and, yeah, the Warmind one. But you know that they're, they're going to be doing stuff like, you know, Destiny 2's Taken King and Rise of Iron, because they're going to have another, what, three, four years to make Destiny yeah. 3. So there's going to be something in between there for sure. And if any of those bring raids in, oh my God. Like I don't even know how I don't know how they could get better than Leviathan right now. Like I can't even fathom a better raid than Leviathan as of right now. Yeah. Like it's insane. So I there I have some very high hopes that I believe that I can I believe that now seeing Destiny 2, I can have those high hopes and be and and almost expect to have them fulfilled because of how well they've done in this yeah. game. I mean, so. previously I um <clears throat> While everyone always talks about how like rating is the pinnacle of of the Destiny game and stuff, I never really felt like that. Mostly because I didn't really start off with a team that we had enough people to raid, but I never like felt like I was really missing out on something. And then after I played the raids, I was like, you know, they're okay, but I like doing other stuff a lot more in this game. Um, but this Leviathan raid is is has changed my opinion of that. It is an experience everyone needs to have. But um, yeah. You know, what the hell, dude? This isn't a freaking PVE podcast, so we should probably yeah. we no, should probably get moving yeah, on. Yeah, we're going off on a tangent on it, but uh, but yeah, no. So um, we'll we'll hop into some competitive stuff um, right away. We're not going to be doing Destiny competitive just because there's not a whole not a whole lot new in that, other than the no, um, very slow. something else that we're going to be touching on a little bit later. But um, but there is actually a in. You know, in the esports world, in a in another game that's not necessarily taken off too hugely in a true competitive sense, it's been a lot of smaller tournaments. Um, Titanfall Two, which is a game that you know you and I are both very well versed in, we both enjoy quite a lot. Yep. Um, we uh, we were able to um, witness a two v two last Titan or Wingman, I guess that would be yeah, uh, it was called. the uh, Wingman last the Titanfall Titan standing Wingman Cup. LTS Cup. So. If yeah. for people who are not familiar with Titanfall, there is a mode called Last Titan Standing. Essentially, it is elimination, though the mechanics are you have your Titan, you spawn down with it. If you if your Titan is destroyed, you are knocked out. Now you can still run around as a pilot, but you once all the other Titans are down, it ends. And it's over. Um, this over. tournament, yep. which was shoutcasted by uh, uh, Frothy Omen was a 2v2 wingman so it was two titans versus two titans and uh we were lucky enough to see the grand finals game which was one hell of a game oh yeah that was insane it was a it was a really cool really cool experience to see so on um on one side you had mr blah black a guy that um that actually on other tournaments that frothy omen has hosted or shoutcast or whatever that he's a big name in the titanfall 2 um 
the competitive community. He was a big contender in the Capture the Flag tournament that Frothy Omen did um, and other stuff like that. So he's a name that, you know, that I've at least recognized. Um, it was Mr. Blah Black and then... Uh, yeah, STN 1271. Saint, yeah, STN 1271. And then on the other team, you had It's Ethereal and Raikou. Um, so th- those were your grand finalists. And uh, <laughs> right out the gate, round one, yeah, Ethereal busts out a Scorch, which, for again, for people that aren't necessarily too common or you know um, familiar with Titanfall 2, Scorch isn't necessarily a Titan that you see a whole lot of in a competitive no. scene. It's a it's a lot bigger and slower Titan. It's not necessarily one that's utilized much to um, to honestly its potential. I think uh, I think uh, Ethereal showed how much potential this yeah. thing actually has. I mean, has. I I am, would um, call myself like a Scorch main in that game. I just love Scorch. It's yeah. it's what um, I term as a combo Titan. So you have various attacks that you kind of combo together. Like you throw out barrels. You light those barrels on fire. Um, you have a flame shield that can do like close in damage or deflect damage. It's a right. very difficult Titan to use, and especially because one of its main weapons, the flame shield, does so much DPS to another Titan. But you're also an ogre class, which has a lot of health, but is right. also very slow. So it's a very yeah. difficult Titan to use, and it is considered very much a non-meta Titan. I mean, you can have like legions, um, who are also ogre classes. Uh, Ronins and North Stars, which are the Strider classes, and then your medium class Titans like Tone and Ion. These they're really great because you don't have to combo all their stuff. Um, right. And Scorch kind of is left out in the dirt, and uh, Respawn's given it a lot of buffs, buffs and stuff. But I re- I always thought it did it needed a little bit more. But I will say, yeah. watching its Ethereal play a Scorch, it looked like it was probably knew the nerf. That's how on yeah, point was he a, was with his play. It was a real play. treat to see that. I mean, right out the gate, round one, he gets his flame core up and annihilates him with a with a team wipe. He just double kills him and team wipes him with the flame yeah. core. Yeah, like that was insane. So Black was running on a uh, a light titan Ronin, and uh, STN was on, I believe, um, North Star. Was it a North Star in round one? North. He switched to it in round two because it was. Uh, um, then maybe he was on a maybe he was on a legion. I thought maybe he was on a legion. They they switched it up. I can't remember, but it, either way, he, yeah, I it, think it was on. He a did legion. switch it up, but um. Oh, was it was it a legion? Yeah. So they they got sort of stuck in a choke point, and Blobblack's a great Ronin player, and the whole first round they were and second round they were really prioritizing prioritizing getting batteries because Raikou is running a legion. So with two Ogre Titans, you don't have a lot of time to get to the batteries on the map to grab them and pop them in your Titan for an extra shield. So, right. um, but Blah Black was making a lot of mistakes, being very aggressive with the batteries, and uh, Ethereal and Raikou were just punishing them for, for overextending. Um, and I'm not sure how much communication was going on between Blah Black and STN, but it looked like um, Blah Black's Ronin was super extended, and got punished multiple times. He got um, ambushed by um, Ethereal's flame shield, which is not a position a yeah. Ronin wants to be in. You can burn a Ronin to death no. in a matter of seconds with that thing. Um, Even with the Ronin blocking, yeah. so, you can still just chew through. Yeah, the and so for that first big kill, uh, Ethereal gets up his flame core and just unleashes a devastating blow and knocks both the Titans out because they were stuck in a um, sort of pinched in an area. Right. Uh, they got pigeonholed into one spot on the map. And it, it was just crazy. I remember Frothy going, well, I don't know if I can say anything about that. He just killed both of them. It was just about as cut and dry yeah. as it gets in a tournament. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's nothing more to really say, but that was, that was one of the, that was like right out the gate for that to happen. Like that was crazy. And that, I mean, that just steamrolled Ethereal and Raikou just like it, into like the next rounds, like that, that double kill was insane, and you know it, they they kept that momentum going the entire time. Yeah. So round one was pretty much a pretty much a wash for Blah Block and STN. So we go to to the map Eden on uh, round two, and now Blah Black sticks with his Ronin, which I'm not sure was was the best decision considering uh, what we saw in round one, and uh, STN goes over to a North Star, the Sniper Titan. 
So they're doing a pretty decent job. Um, but they, they pulled a couple rounds out of this one, but um, they just could not overcome uh, the Scorch Legion combo. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I, you know, and it's weird thinking about that. Like, you have two of these, these big, big, bulky titans, right? And it's just a, the, the, their tankiness alone was enough to just keep them alive. Plus, they were, I mean, they were communicating extremely well, is what it looked like. I mean, they had everything going for them. And it was like, they, 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 it's like they had no issue with whatever Blah Black and STN handed them. They're like, all right, cool. You guys are going to switch it up. We're gonna to stick to what we know. We're gonna to stick to what we're gonna have fun with, and we're gonna make it work anyway. Yeah, I mean, I mean, one thing I noticed on Eden was while Boomtown is it's a little more of a compact map. There's not not as many long lanes on it. Um, Eden has a lot of long lanes and a lot of flanking routes, and it seemed like Blah Black was just too doing too much flanking and not doing enough uh, movement with his team. You know, if you have a Titan that mm-hmm. needs to get in someone's face and another Titan that's holding back and throwing down railgun shots down the map. You know, it's, I'm not sure that combination of play styles works out the best because they just would just pick no. off Blahback or pick off STN and then move on to the, their, the other teammate. Um, in particular right. there, and there were some crazy moments in that game. Um, there was one moment <laughs> where, uh, Blahback was running around and, um, STN was doomed. He was like one HP, kind of, kind of r- real doomed. Blah Black's jumping in the air to go over to STN. Uh, I can't remember if he had a battery or not, trying to deliver that over. But Ethereal hits right. him with his main weapon. So this canister comes out, hits him. Now uh, the scorches um, cannon shot. Once it hits, it actually puts out little globs of lava that can either stick to tight ends or hit the ground and stay there for a little while. These globs go through Blah Black's dead body and hit the North Star and kill it. And it is one of the craziest shots I have ever seen from a Scorch. Yeah, yeah, we were just was, laughing our asses off, insane. like watching that. That yeah. was that was just insane. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, like I mean, like you know, like you said, like that's, I've never seen anything like that. I, I've never seen Scorch played like that to where that would even come off to me as a possibility of happening. It's just like it's not even. That wasn't even in my mind, and that just seeing that happen, it's like, wh- what, what the hell was that? Like, how do you even manage this? Yeah, I mean, they took, uh, I mean, Legion is Scorch. It's it's what Frothy was referring to as like a meme composition. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a joke yeah. meme, and it seems like they started running it. Like, oh yeah, in the post interview, they were just like, yeah, let's just yeah. do this one. This yeah, should be just, a lot of fun, you know. Yeah. And then they, like, oh, you know, what, what literally you like playing? swept yeah. what, their teams and were undefeated for the yeah. whole tournament. Yeah, yeah, they're just like, you know, what are you what are you having fun playing right now? Or what, what do you want to just, you know, have fun with? Like, how about we run Legion Scorch? Ha ha ha. No, but seriously, though, we're going to run Legion Scorch, and we're going to destroy it. Yeah, and we're going to go win this tournament. So, um, yeah, yeah. congrats to Ethereal and Raikou. You guys did an amazing job. That was one hell of a yep. game to watch. And yeah, uh, I really want to watch was, another was a blast. LTS Cup now. That yeah. was a really great format oh, yeah, definitely. for Titanfall. And if they keep, if they keep, yeah. If they keep playing like that and they keep doing, you know, the fun stuff that they're doing, I mean, I would, I would hate, or I mean, I'd love, but I would hate to run against them playing on a comfort Titan to where they're just like, yeah, this is what we're good at. This is what we are, you know, trying hard to run on versus them just, you know, messing around. Because if that's messing them, them messing around, them actually, you know, going ham and rocking the Titans that they know they're going to destroy with, it'd be insane. It'd be absolutely insane. Now, speaking of competitive, we had uh, some big stuff in Destiny drop just uh, for the general populace. So what uh, what do, what happened on Friday, Rev? That would be the Trials of the Nine launch. Um, so for anybody familiar with Trials of Osiris back in Destiny 1, it is back under a new name and under new, um, I guess it would be um, observation or under new management. Yeah, under new management. Uh, um and it's i it's a blast i'm having a lot of fun with it i like it a lot um they did make some very very big changes well they they seem like big changes but actually looking at what they changed um it's actually not nearly as big as i you know i, I first thought you um instead of nine wins you require seven there are no boons there are no anything like that um 
However, what they eventually or what they ended up doing is they took the nine wins from Trials of the or Trials of Osiris and they took the boons and mixed them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, there's no you know you, you needed seven wins if you were full boons. Yeah. Um, in Trials of and Osiris, and no more forgetting. So your they boons basically did either. away with that. Right. So there's no forgetting boons. There's no buying a ticket. You don't have to spend money to get into the game. Um, nothing like that. In-game money. We um, should be clear to anyone not familiar with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The the glimmer. You don't yeah. have to spend glimmer. Um, and it's you know it's just there in the in the directory. Now there is a couple requirements. You have to have completed checks. Is called arms quest, and you need to have hit two sixty light. Um, they don't want. I mean, granted, light level doesn't matter, or I guess power level, yeah, which is another big change matter. from Osiris. Um, yeah, power level is not um, indicative to your um, actual performance. Everything's pretty much maxed out as if it was max settings, and you are all on a eve or a level playing field, other than you know the, the team's skill and communication. Um, yeah, and another. Other than that, well, I mean, another big change okay. is the uh, the token system. Is that um, Forget the oh, yeah. uh, emissary or whatever the name is. Um, yep, it emissary. is a faction that you can rep up now. So now there's yep. a lot of uh, incentive that even if you are the worst PvP player on the planet, just grinding through it, um, you know yep. you can get some pretty good stuff. It seems like yeah. their objective with the new trials was to keep the player population as high as possible, and I think uh, they've definitely. done a great job doing that. Yeah, I think that's been their entire goal just across Destiny 2, just in general. Um, you see, you've seen a lot of changes to definitely, I mean, cater to the general public, the the casual player um, that, you know, hops on every once in a while that may not be the best at PvP or even PvE at that matter. Um, and they're trying to, you know, make it, make everything accessible to everybody to where everyone's at least having a yeah. good time playing just the game in general. And them doing the token system is a great way for those people who might not necessarily be the Trials God Squad to get that 7-0 card and go flawless to at least get some Trials of Osiris gear because it looks great. It looks amazing. I really like it. And, you know, this at least, you know, and it gives people practice in that environment. So maybe you're not good at it now, but with practice, you could go in and you can learn a lot from it and there's really no loss for you. You know, you're mm-hmm. not um, you're not spending the glimmer on cards constantly, you know, going over and over and over again. But you're also gaining tokens now. You're gaining experience um, just playing the game and, and everything else. There's really no losing in this new Trials of the Nine. Now, the way the system works is um, each loss pretty much takes down a platform that you get to. So once you get to the, um, the Spire... You have multiple platforms depending on how many wins you've gotten on that card. So um, you get all seven wins, no losses. You go up to the final end and you go to the final room, the flawless room, um, which is really cool. I was lucky enough to be able to get there right away on Friday with uh, with three other members of the Primus group, and um, I was lucky enough to you know get the emblems and you know see the the end game of Trials, and it's a beautiful. I mean, just as beautiful as the raid is. For its own event, the the trials of the nine and you know social space um, is just as gorgeous as you know as this game should live up to be. So it's um it's a beautiful area. Um, but as I was saying, so you need seven and zero to get there. Say you lose one game, all right, that seven's gone, but you can still get to five wins. So you get bumped down to the next platform that would lead you to the seven. If you go five wins, if you get to five wins before you get a second loss, cool, you've maxed it. You've gone to exactly where you need to be, so you can go to that that third platform. However, if you get a second loss, you only you get bumped down to the second, or you can only go up to the second platform. So you can only the max wins you can get is three at that point. So if you've already gotten the if you've gotten to four and you lose one, all right, well you're pretty much done with that card, and you might as well reset it and go on. If you're trying to get that seven and zero, but you can at least get to that second platform. Yeah, and you can at least now, start you grinding all up three, loot while you're on the way too. Exactly, you're loot, you're grinding up tokens and everything else. Um, but if you if you end up losing all three, that's fine. You you lost all three. You're not gonna be able to get up any platforms, and you're not gonna be able to see stuff. But you can still go to the spire now, because at even at one win, if you've won just one. 
just one. You can still go and talk with the emissary. You can talk with her. You can turn in your tokens, and she will give you a reward for just getting one win, which is which is cool. I mean, it's you know, it's it's giving people the incentive to play and giving the the people that aren't necessarily your PvP god squads the uh, or the, you know the place yeah, to go. It's, it's and up um, the they're at least experiencing it to encourage you to play it. I think uh, right. Bungie's doing a great job um, trying to keep people playing it. I mean, that's the sort of the problem at the end of Trials of Osiris, right? Um, between this sort of... Well, I mean, let's be honest, it was a pretty terrible meta at the end of Destiny 1. Yeah, it and was. And having a low population where literally, um, you know, like, all you had was people that have been going to the lighthouse over and over and over and over again. Over and over it's again. It's not exactly right. uh, good for less top tier players to get in now i feel like right you know you want to play you want to keep it going on the weekend it's just one more thing to do one more place to grab yep. some cool stuff absolutely i mean and with oh go ahead with with the new game mode comes a totally new map they didn't just yeah. take a map that you know that's in the current map pool they brought in a completely new map. For yeah, this. one of the uh, asterisk maps we had mentioned from last week. Exactly, and I really hope that they they keep these for the normal map rotations too. I hope these aren't just specifically going to be. Well, we know one isn't, but I hope Eternity, this new map that is this week, goes into the normal map rotation because I really, really, really like this map. I think it's built extremely well. And it plays extremely well, especially in the competitive, uh, the competitive mindset. Right? It's built yeah. for. I mean, it's built for trials. It's built for you know countdown. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be a very fun thing. And I think it's going to be able to adapt to clash and um, supremacy and even control very, very well. Um, I'm absolutely in love with it. Uh, the long sight lines uh, towards the keyhole side of the map. Uh, that's one of the bomb points. And then you have temple on the other keyhole side, long, long sight lines, very advantageous for snipers. If they ever get a decent enough buff, um, scout rifles, scout rifles being very predominant on this map might've being the most. Um, and it also has that little aspect of you can get close quarters cause there is a little bit of an inner tunnel area. You can force a close quarters engagement through there on that side, but a lot of your engagements are going to be across the middle, and that being a very open, long sideline where the heavy's at as well. So it makes heavy very vulnerable. Yeah. Um, on the contrary, on the other side at Temple, very tight. Very tight. A lot of it's very um, sharp corners, very uh, small corridors, going to play to the advantage of submachine guns, auto rifles. Um, swords, uh, fusions. I mean, you're, you're going to see a lot of very close quarters gameplay there. And it seems to be very common for people to hunker down in temple and try to, you know, basically just, we're going to turtle up and we're going to hold this position. We're going to plant and hold if you're on the attacking yeah. position. Yeah, it's a very good, um, um, it's a great position for people to once they plant the bomb or if it's being assaulted by the other team, to uh, mount a really good defense in there. You know, it kind of has right. only a few ways in and out. Um, there's not a lot of long sight lines looking in, except from the defensive side, which doesn't really help the attackers. Right. Um, and yeah, it's it seems a little more apt to defend, whereas uh, yeah, Keyhole definitely. is a little more attack-friendly. There's a lot more areas to kind of push in, but it's a lot harder to defend the bomb once you plant it, or um, a lot harder to defend... If you you know meet the other teams there, right? So, I think it's it's got a very excuse me nice balance of attack and defense. Now I definitely see it, and I definitely have noticed a trend in people going towards that temple side. Um, as far as you know, they're the attacking uh, phase. Uh, I I feel like that is very common, and um, I mean that, that's just how the map plays. I mean I can't really you know get all too upset about it i mean that's just that's how the that's how the map's playing out and that's how the map's feeling but if you can if you can lock down keyhole and do some good stuff over there um you can definitely punish some teams like going over there and attack because they're gonna you know think or assume that you're gonna go temple and you can get a you know a quick leg up on somebody by you know planning at keyhole 
and trying to mount a decent defensive there. Yeah, um, it's actually interesting. A strat we saw a bunch of times was um, basically a defensive team goes out, uh, goes to Temple. If they don't see anybody, then obviously they're at Keyhole. And they pushed through Temple and came through the attacking uh, team's wing to Keyhole. So now you have right. this like long sight line right into Keyhole. And there was a lot, and because that area, because the map radar is a lot smaller for you now, uh, we were being ambushed. We were able to ambush other people from that position because they literally had no idea you were there until your right. um, your weapon started pulling, pumping them full of rounds. So I think there's exactly. like some really great ways, and like this seems like the radar works a lot better. It seems like there's a lot yep. more interesting stuff you can do in this version of Trials, in particular on the map Eternity. Yeah, I mean, I. I... <sighs> I, there, there aren't, there aren't enough things that I can say about this map, man. Like I really, and, and like I said, you know, I really hope this goes into a normal rotation. It's not just a trials thing, um, because we have played the uh, the other new map, uh, the Emperor's Respite. Yeah, and um, that's already in a rotation uh, for competitive playlist. So, um, and that actually plays really well too. I actually really enjoy that one. Um, but I think we might end up going into that one a little bit more once that's trials and yeah. we, we play it a little bit more. So, but overall, I definitely enjoy that one too. But yeah, it's interesting um, how opposite I really hope Eternity that... and Retribution are. Yeah, like Eternity yep. is super and I really... stark. It, it's very cool looking. It almost looks like you know, like bef like the geometry of a level. You know, it's just very yeah. much this kind of weird timey feel. Yep. Whereas Emperor's yeah. is like super extravagant with plants and gold and rooms yeah. and vistas. So I, I think it's funny that yeah. those two maps are in such polar opposites. Um, yeah. You know, the way it, they play Eternity, and stuff. Definitely. Eternity feels like it was built for one purpose and one purpose only. And that was for war, for fighting and for, you know, you know, doing this, you know, th this event, right? It feels like, and that's why I'm really hoping that it's not just this because it feels like it's built specifically for this. I just hope that it's, you know, that they, they do expand it. But uh, Emperor's Respite feels more, you know, extravagant, like you say. And it feels like it was, you know, more aesthetically built. It still plays really well, but it's there's more aesthetics built into it. Um, but, yeah, no, uh, Eternity has been amazing. And with Trials itself, um, a, a whole new plethora of weapons have been... Mm -hmm been in use it's no longer at least for right now and, and, it, and it being the first week i would expect no less um it has been a very um, a multitude of weapons being used um whether it be scouts autos whatever so um what in your opinion has the has the best potential to become the the meta weapons what have you what have you been seeing that you would come to believe would be the next big thing to where we'll start to see people settling into more or less for this trials and competitive field. Yeah. So, um, before, before I kind of give my thoughts on, on the matter and what weapons I'm liking and using and what I'm seeing effective, I think we also need to break down uh, game meta versus map meta. So I've seen a lot of people True. and it, I mean, this sort of brings it up is that on eternity, we saw a lot of Midas, a lot of my multiple tools, so many multi tools. Definitely. Um, so many, so much so that there, you know, there are plenty of people and I saw that, uh, today gigs on Twitter had made fun of this, um, that, you know, people are like, nerf my, nerf my, nerf my, it's so good. It's a, it's a map with very long sight lines. Scout rifles are going to be good on that map. That's the meta of a long sight line map. Um, yeah. So I don't think like Mida's really good. So it's a really amazing uh, weapon. Keeps your radar up. Um, it still like puts down really good damage on people. Has those eight high caliber rounds. I have been flinched by them. If you're not ready for them, they are kind of annoying and can really stop you yeah. from uh, returning damage onto somebody. Um, Definitely. But and on long maps with good sight lines where you can keep a good distance, this is going to be great. Um, also, the Nameless Midnight, which is Vanguard weapon, it's a, a scout rifle with explosive rounds. It can rip through people. And it actually has a decent... I've seen a lot of people using it pretty well for midair, 
because those explosive rounds kind of push out how far the damage goes. I mean, it's not a big AoE damage effect, but it certainly um, helps when you just barely miss a target to still get a little bit of damage on them. And, you know, in a game of team shots, that's, like, super invaluable. Um, so I guess that's, like, that's like my first pick. I know, uh, I know you've been finding a lot of use for ARs and subs, Rev. Yeah, I'm actually uh, a huge fan of ARs right now. Um, Scathlock is, I mean, it from even from the beta on, I really I fell in love with Scathlock, um, and it feels like they did nothing to change it in a negative way to me. And Scathlock still feels really good. However, in the energy slot, Uriel's gift is <laughs> there's. So many things to say about that. It is stable. It's comfortable to use. It melts people's health bar. Seeing that it is more, you know, a team shot oriented. It and once you link that with somebody else's, you know, a couple of scout rifle shots or whatever, it feels really, really good. Um, so I've been having a lot of fun with Guriel's gift. Um, I've also been using a lot of pulses, but that's kind of mixing with the scout uh, side. That's more long range. Um, but. Yeah, Uriel's Gift is really, really good. Scathlocks are really good for the kinetic side. Um, submachine Guns, the Mita Mini tool. I mean, bringing Mita right back yeah. into the, the, yeah, real, the discussion. The Mita Mini tool is, yeah, it melts at close quarters. I really enjoy it. Um, and it feels really good. It's not one of those subs that necessarily feels uh, too too fast. And it feels like it's too jumpy. I think it's very stable and it feels really nice. Um, the phosphorus is also one that I really enjoy mm-hmm. because you can knock down the fire rate and it that lowered fire rate feels fantastic. So um, I'm a huge fan of the phosphorus as well. Um, the new Trials auto rifle is quite amazing also. Um, and with the new uh, the new perks that some of these uh, the Trials open have, the, uh, the slideways, where it reloads par- part of your magazine as you're sliding, um, it can come in really handy, uh, and I really feel like this this new trial trials auto will also be a force to be reckoned yeah, with. Yeah, I mean it's good to know so, that the trials auto rifle is essentially sort of the trials version of uh, Uriel's gift. It's sort of those slow, yeah. very high range auto rifles, and that's sort of what yeah. I think's pushing those auto rifles up right now. Is that if it was slow rate of fire and low range, you're not really going to be able to do anything with that. Essentially, you have no. a super high-firing um, scout rifle that just can't, you know, shoot cross-map. And that seems like yeah. a big plus. On the subs, um, the uh, I think it's the uh, Antiliope D, some, something like that. It looks like a little uh, yeah. MP7 for, for those of our yeah. listeners who are familiar with modern-day weapons. Uh, a Hake, super vertical recoil, um, faster rate of fire than, like, say, your phosphorus and all that. But laser beam accurate um just rips people apart in close range yeah no i I haven't i actually haven't had a chance to get that yet i haven't um, been able to play with it but i have seen gameplay of it and with it and it really makes me um look forward to getting it uh because i definitely want to give it a shot um because of the fact that i love the mita mini tool so much i want to see how it compares um Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's a but great yeah, no, video I've... True Vanguard did really extolling its yeah. virtues. So, uh, yep. any any listeners out there who want to take a look at what that thing can do in good hands, uh, look up True Vanguard's yeah. video on it. Yep, agreed. So um, now that we've talked about, you know, I mean, and you know, there there is that difference, you know, the 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 weapon meta versus the map meta, and how they converge, and what what weapons are going to be good on what maps. Let's go back to what do you see just in general. So overall, overall, what do you see as the the competitive meta? All right. So I think my top picks for competitive meta. Um, I see a lot of people running hand cans, which we really haven't touched on, but um, it still kind of holds to that D one thing. If you are confident in placing your shots, a hand cannon is going to give you one instance to do a really high amount of damage. So we're seeing a yeah. lot of guys. Uh, I was watching War Bulletproof last night. He had the tri- the uh, Trials hand cannon, and he said it was. Yep. He was talking about how crispy it was. He was landing some really great shots with it. Um, I think he had instead of slideways, he had like the initial accuracy perk, which I think yeah, like slideways is a fun perk for a weapon. 
like an auto rifle or a submachine gun or a sidearm. A hand cannon doesn't yeah. really gain a lot of a lot of use with because you're going to be using that as your main weapon. Um, right. But yeah, those are going to be good. You you can pair a hand cannon with a pulse rifle. That is a solid like a better say your better devils and your Nurgle. Put those two together, and that is a really solid yeah. combination. Um, SMGs and scouts. Uh, however you run them, whether scouts, kinetic, or energy, and vice versa, um, those are going to be really, really big. I mean, the Mita and SMG pair together perfectly. The Nameless Midnight and an SMG yep. pair together perfectly. You kind of have that yeah, long agree. distance. You suffer a little bit in the middle, so you have to be very careful. You have to either pull back or really push hard with your um, aggression to get in someone's face, mm-hmm. so that way you aren't just slowly picked apart by an auto or a pulse. Um, right. And then, you know, for your power spot, you have a lot of options. I mean, we didn't really talk about power spot weapons, but um, currently the top two is if you have a fusion rifle, like a high charge or um, low charge, high, high impact. impact fusion rifle, use yeah. it. I don't have a very, I don't have yep. a very good one and I can still rip with that thing. Um, yeah. To the point that some people we were playing with the other night wanted to nerf fusions, which I don't agree with at all. Um, and uh, shotguns. Shotguns are a big power weapon. Uh, I think yep. those are I mean, great. Who'd have thought? And if you uh, and I guess my last pick would be. Um, and I never thought this, but it makes total sense with the way fusions actually work. Is swords. Swords in a power weapon slot have been very useful because you just take so much damage running into an area. Um, I was playing competitive last yeah. night, and someone hit me with. I think it's a crown splitter. I think they hit me with the the strong attack. They killed me as I was doing my striker slam, and yeah, it seemed kind of BSy to me, you know. They're really missing that old D one uh, unstoppable perk in that situation. Yeah, but um, yeah, but yeah, the swords can be really, really powerful because you can tank a lot more damage than you did in D one. So I think that's kind of a surprise thing. I don't think people thought swords would be as as fun. And you know, once once people get better at the game, maybe they'll push out because you know a lot of the times you're running in you're not expecting swords but people expect them more they're going to play a little more conservatively um right so those are those are my thoughts what do you got what do you got on your uh meta meta list rev um i think scouts uh on the right maps are going to be really useful i i've seen multiple really high quality scout rifles i mean might have being you know i mean that's a almost an obvious um, like you said, the Nameless Midnight, I think is that one is a that one's a hybrid to me, man. It it, it feels really good in PVE and PvP, um, and uh, I think it's definitely got some very very high uh, quality uh, abilities with it, uh, especially like the explosive rounds. It can definitely add a little bit more of a, a threat, um, as well as uh, Call to Serve is also another one that it hits really hard. It's a little bit slower. But it hits really hard, and it keeps people at bay, and it's a good like uh, zoning weapon. And I feel like that's going to have a spot. Um, and I think once people find out more what they like, you know, with the uh, the scouts, I think it will, we'll be seeing a lot of them. Um, pulse rifles, the Nurgle still feels really good, uh, and I think pulse rifles are going to have a place once they kind of find their niche as well. The the vigilance wing. Is it again? It's a very slow firing one, but it hits like a freight train. And if you can get those pulses off, um, and you don't miss, because it's a very unforgiving weapon as far oh, as that goes. Very unforgiving uh, if you miss. It it can melt, and in the right hands, it's going to destroy a lot of people. Um, the end, the actual, the trials uh, scar rifle actually is very very good. It's another one. Of those, it's it's a mid damage. It's not. Um, I don't know. It feels really good. I like it. Uh, it's uh, it sounds really cool too. The the trials weapons always they, they all sound amazing. Uh, so the trials weapon the trial scout's gonna be once people start getting that and they use that I think that's gonna be a, a big contender to the Mita. Um, fusions for power weapons I think are gonna be very uh, very predominant for a little while. Um, and I mean the shoddies. Uh, I'm not really a huge fan of the uh, so they have some that are single slug. Um, and I don't think those are going to be too, too common right now. Um, maybe for some people like, uh, like Sheik, cause he's used to the chaperone. So he'll naturally feel at home with that. 
Um, yeah, they're they're but, good if you're uh, very familiar with them and you're very good at landing your headshots because you can take that right. shotgun shot and you can extend it way further in D two exactly. than, than and a I think for, round. for somebody who's used to the uh, the old Matador and uh, Party Crasher meta, the other shotguns are going to be a lot stronger and they're going to feel a lot more at home. Um, but they're still a very viable option, especially seeing that things can get close quarters very fast. Um, snipers, I don't see at all. I mean, I've seen maybe one sniper in the Trials meta right now. Or not in the meta, the, the, the Trials um, playlist or whatever right now. And I don't think they are nearly as strong as what uh, what they ever once were. I mean, I think the, the flinch is still an issue. Um, they don't hit really hard. Um, it's it's a lot... It's a lot more complicated and a lot more you know, rough to to snipe with uh, a even a good good sniper at this point in time. Um, there's a the Darcy exotic seems pretty solid, but even that you know it's in general I don't I don't see snipers being very big. Um, I agree with the sword meta or the meta the sword um, the sword power ammo uh, option because of how um, unexpected they can be. I think you can do very surprising things with them, and I think they will have a spot uh, with the right people. Um, but mainly, I think we're going to see a lot of scouts, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the the energy pulses, um, and a lot of subs for uh, for close close quarters. Um, but mainly, as far as power weapons go, fusions and shotties. Uh, linear fusions are a lot of fun, but I don't see them being a thing. At least not right, right now, yeah. unless they get some decent changes. Because um, I have a blast with them, just because uh, they are like they are the stronger snipers right now. Um, I would like to mention but, that grenade launchers are more effective in PvP than they were during the beta. So I'm glad that that, true. that Bungie true they did something. I think, and they're a little better. I would recommend using them. Yeah, I think but they're um, still somewhat serviceable, whereas before they were just yeah. utter. Yeah, I think the model that they gave us in in the beta and side of the two is also probably one of the the poor the more poor models mm-hmm. that they have or yeah. you know versions that are available now to us. So um, it's good. I don't think PvP that was a we- or PvP thing. weapon. Yeah, yep. Just like the uh, for me, you know, I think the fun weapons are going to be you know your grenade launchers, your linear fusions, um, the tractor rifle. Tra- yeah, just going uh, Vostok and start that, launching people off it. Yeah. That one that has its own special place. I think that's it. Doesn't do any damage, man. Like I, I, I mean, I, I like it. It's fun, but it doesn't do anything really too useful. Um, other than it's a really nice troll fun yeah. weapon. I don't. It, it that that's really all I see it as. Um, but uh, but it is definitely fun to use. Um, but those are those are mainly what I'm gonna what I think we're gonna start seeing once the competitive side really starts to roll around and what people are going to settle into for trials and that it'd be scouts, uh, scouts and pulses for your long range, uh, whatever you feel more comfortable with, um, subs. And I, I mean, I would argue hand cannons for close quarters, closer quarters from that mid to close for high hand cannons yeah. and then subs for definite close. And then fusions and shotties for your up close and personal power weapons with these swords being a good possibility. Yeah. So I think I think I 100% agree with you on um, sort of our high end PvP area. I think for tournaments, what we're gonna see is auto rifles, Uriel's gift, and a hand cannon. I've seen a yep. lot yep. of players on Twitch using that and really loving that combination. Um, yeah. So I think once we get to tournament level, I think uh, that's what we're gonna see, and that seems like a fun combo too. Versus like sure hand cannon scout, you know where it's like damage you know having that auto rifle it's a little more exciting to watch it's a little more um you know it gives you a little option uh in close versus the hand cannon um and yeah like with the power weapons i think it's gonna be the same i think it's gonna be uh, knowing the competitive it's like the tournament level competitive it's probably going to be all fusions with like a couple shotguns which is totally different than the last competitive meta we had which was no Mm -hmm. fusions ever and all shotguns. Unless you're a true vanguard. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but also there's very few people can use a fusion rifle like true vanguard can use a fusion no. rifle. Yeah, that is, that is, is very he's true. He's sort of the exception that proved the rule in the Destiny 1 meta, yeah. you know? Yep. Yeah, I think that's like, that's all. 
I, I would like to touch on the snipers. I um I think people need to get used to them. Uh, I don't think their flinch needs a buff. I liked legitimately how if you put rounds on a sniper rifle, it's hard for them to hit you. I think that's a good mechanic. I think snipers should be, you know, I mean, they're ambush weapons. And I don't, I know Bungie does not want to go back to the time where you can just run around quick scoping and drag scoping in like the close range um, kind of area. They want you to like hold down a lane and if someone comes through, you punish them. I think people just have to get used to um, using them that way. And I don't think Countdown is particularly a good match type for that because they come up kind of halfway through the round. You can't, like, do that lane hold like you could when you had snipers as a special. Um, I think in survival, we tend to see more of that stuff because you can grab that power, you can hold down a lane, you can try to hold an area that you want to keep good. Um, So I think there, that's where we're going to see snipers. Um, yeah. And, uh, I mean, I, that'll lead into my sort of final statements for the podcast. And I know that I had what was here, what was going to be my statement, but I'm going to kind of backtrack it away from like the trial stuff. And, uh, I've been hearing a lot of people talking about buffs and nerfs and buffs and nerfs and buffs and nerfs and a lot of nerfs, especially to the Mida, to fusions, to all this stuff. Just hold on for a little while. It has been, we are in week two of this competitive game. We need to find yeah. the best stuff. We need guys like Mercules putting out his, his um, you know, TTK mappings to see what guns actually are doing the best, what are optimal, what are useful. Um, we need to have people like find all the stuff from, I mean, Iron Banner hasn't even dropped yet. We're like a month away from it. They're going to have weapons. Um, yeah. Raid stuff has to be investigated. You know, we just got that a few days ago. Um, or if you're listening to this podcast a week ago. Um, so I just want yeah. everyone to just calm themselves down with the frickin' nerf talk. Uh, the one with Mighty really gets under my nerves because it is a long-range map. Um, if I remember correctly, the tweet Giggs put out was, um, you go in, or you, and then it was go into a lane un, uh, unready <laughs> and killed by Mida. And then also you, please nerf Mida, it's too overpowered. Like, I think that encompasses exactly sort of this community thing. I think we sometimes conflate um, what's common and what is popular. And one of the reasons Mida yeah. is common right now is because it's a quest exotic you get very early on. So, of course, a lot of people For are sure. going to be using it. Um, right. And it just happens to be useful in this. Yeah. And this we, the trial first trials map has long map scout lanes that work really well for yeah. a, for a Mida or a nameless yeah. midnight or for yeah. uh, the yeah. end. And it's been, and, it's been no secret that Mida's been good. I mean, it was good in destiny yeah. one and even at, with the changes, you, it's been good. So you bring it onto a map like, um, like dead cliffs or something. It's not as effective. It's not going to be as Pulse good. rifles yeah. hold that map down. So next, yep. like on, uh, I think what is uh, the map next week for trials? It is the um, the the old trials one. I'm completely spacing on the uh, the name, the shrine type yeah, of one. Yeah, the one that's sort of like burning shrine. So burning that map, shrine. yeah, something like, like use like a pulse rifle on it. I'm telling you right now, um, something like uh, uh, what is the one? Uh, the nightshade. Nightshade's a great weapon. Yeah. Nightshade's really good. Use, Nightshade's it, use very it on a map like good. that, and you're not going to see as many Midas because you are going to be in a much closer situation. You're going to need a much more flexible weapon. I think once we get through some of these maps and we realize that, you know, some of these weapons are, they're not overpowered. They're performing well in their space, you know? So everyone just needs to, yeah. you know, take it down a notch, slow their roll, and stop immediately calling for nerfs because what happened in D1 if and I feel like it's crazy that I need to remind people in this community about it everything got nerfed and nothing nothing felt good anymore so um yeah. I don't want this game to you know feel like feel like it's boring or feel like I'm not powerful with the weapons you know if that's right. if maybe if scouts are end up being overpowered Maybe we push pulse rifles out a little more and auto rifles and extend those sure. ranges a bit, you know? Um, yep. So I think, uh, I think just be careful with what we do and what we call for and not to conflate what is common with what is overpowered. So uh, yeah, that's, that's all I want to talk about on that subject. 
Yep. And I guess um, closing comments from me. Um, I really feel like Bungie's has Bungie has knocked everything out of the park of this game. Um, be it the raid, now trials, uh, just the game in general. And I think uh, the changes that they made and everything that they've done has felt amazing as far as every event goes. The raid feels phenomenal. Um, looks good, feels good, plays good. Uh, it's challenging while being, you know, fun. Um, trials feels amazing overall. Um, you know, eventually, once we start to figure out what what's good, what's bad, what's you know, what needs to be changed, what doesn't, minor tweaks here and there, I think we'll make Crucible perfect. Um, well, nearly perfect. Because uh, I don't think we're ever going to really truly hit that perfect stage. I think there's always going to be something that you know that'll need to be changed here and there. I think that's just the 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 curse of a game, mm-hmm. you know. That's, that's what happens. Um, but they've they've also they've they've knocked out. Yeah, you know, I mean, the 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 armor and everything that we get is is phenomenal. I, I have to say the 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 armor, the new uh, trials armor, and the new emblems are insane. Like they, they've done an amazing job with all this stuff. This team that they've done has put out an amazing, amazing game, and I hope that people are enjoying it as much as we are enjoying talking about it. Yeah. I mean, it's we're not even playing the game right now, and we're already you know we're excited and we're happy that we're even just talking about this game, and that you know that that doesn't happen at the that that wasn't a thing that happened in the last half of Destiny One. I mean, even through Rise of Iron, people were you know oh cool you know we're happy about it and you know they they had a big showing, but you know a month after Rise of Iron came out, I was like all right well we're done. Like it was just you know it's you know they weren't really excited about this, but um. I honestly don't. I no longer think anymore that we're in the honeymoon stages, or you know that or that the honeymoon stage of this game is going to die out. I think everyone is going to very thoroughly enjoy this game, and I hope that's the case. I hope that anybody listening is enjoying this game as much as we are, because this is as much of a you know th- this is a community game now. It's a spectacle, and they are doing everything. In my opinion, they are doing everything right, and. It, it feels great, and I'm hoping that people are enjoying it. And I'm having an absolute blast playing it and talking about it and being able to bring it to you know everybody else in this medium. So, yeah, uh, yeah that's pretty much what I want to yeah. say. Yeah, and I mean, um, speaking of like having an absolute blast, we have an absolute blast uh, talking and interacting with, their, with to our uh, g- slightly growing community. Uh, we've only been around for yeah. this is the third episode, and we're already you know getting some more followers, picking up some people, liking our stuff. So, you know, it's, it's great. And um, speaking of that, where can the people find us? So uh, we have our uh, our main portion, our main uh, communication form is our Twitter right now. And that's at Get Wrecked Radio. You can tweet at us um, whatever you want, pretty much anything. You know, obviously, you know, don't go overboard. Yeah, tell us what but, you're you know, looking you know, for. Yeah, you know, whatever, yeah, whatever you're finding low. that you're liking. Yeah, whatever you're liking, um, whatever you're seeing in this game, whether you agree or disagree with us, whatever, you know, whatever that may be. Um, we're always, uh, one of us is always patrolling the Twitter. Uh, I know I know, Kraut always seems to have a hand on that. I've been, you know, I do, you know, stuff at work where I'm not necessarily on my able to be on my phone all the time, and he's at least able to keep up on that a little bit more than I am. Um and so he's he's always on there doing his stuff, um, and we also have our uh, our SoundCloud, which is Get Wrecked Radio as well. So if you want to go hit us up on SoundCloud, uh, you know, give us a like on there and uh, show your support there. We're we are over there, and both our podcast or the the podcast gets uploaded on both on SoundCloud and now iTunes. So it, we are a live RSS feed on iTunes. So once this goes live on SoundCloud, it automatically gets booted right to iTunes. So um, you can check us out there. All you got to do is search Get Wreck Radio. Hit us up with that subscribe and um, and you'll be updated every time something new comes up from us. Yeah. And you can find me on uh, on Twitter besides running the Get Wreck Radio Twitter account. Um, my uh, Twitter handle out Krautnapped. K-R-A-U-T-N-A-P-P-E-D. Um, you know, get at me. Shout your opinions at me. I'll shout opinions back at you. We'll have a good time. Um, and also, you can often find me on Rev's twi- uh, Twitch account, playing with him. So yep. where where is that, yep. Rev? Um, I'm on Twitch 
it's feels like every day now that Destiny 2 is out. Um, I try to get on every day, and I try to do it um, over at twitch.tv backslash the names rev, all one little blurb. And I also tweet it out every time I go live, or at least I try to, um, over at at Primus Rev, um, and that's at P R I M U S underscore Rev, and uh, you can also you can tweet at me there. You can do you know get in contact with me um, on any other you know subjects as well. If you if you have a, a serious problem with what uh, what I'm saying and you agree totally with Kraut, you can tell you you know. Come at me and tell me, you you know, hey, I don't agree with it, and I totally agree with Kraut. Kraut's, you know, the one that you're, you know, you know that, that's right in this matter. Opinion. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he agrees completely with you. But, uh, but yeah, I'll have no problems, you know, talking with people and um, communicating and conversing, whether that be on Twitter or stream. So uh, I'm always available. Great. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining us. We hope you're enjoying the raid. We hope you're enjoying Trials. Remember to follow us and leave a rating on iTunes and leave a like on SoundCloud. Uh, Till next time, keep off tilt, stay sweaty.